You're listening to another episode of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week, we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We're your hosts, Sarah Cho and Sam Collier, and this week, we will be discussing resumes and or CVs. Um, how do you write it? How do you update it? What's the difference between a resume and a CV? Why does it matter in the first place? Should we have different versions of our resumes for different purposes? Um, okay, that's enough to start with. <laughs> yeah, that's a good job. Good job. So, um, Sarah, you suggested this topic, so I'm curious about like what um, inspired you to dig into resumes. Well, one <laughs> – I kept thinking, okay, what – why is a writer's resume different from like, oh, a job resume? Mm-hmm. And like, what does that entail? Like, what is in that writer's resume that's so different uh, from everything else? And what's in it? And I was thinking about my own. Um, I think first starting out, I had this resume of like like 10 pages of like <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, from like any teaching experience uh, related to writing to um, my education and just everything, right? And I was like, I don't. When you're submitting your plays and you're submitting to these fellowships or whatever, I'm like, do they really want these ten pages of your life? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. I was like, there has to be a simpler way. And I think I came across a playwright, a uh, local LA playwright and I just went onto their website and I was like oh their resume is only one page and then they kind of condensed it all into this one page and it's all there um so I was so I guess I was trying to figure out okay like why what's the difference I don't know like why is this so important of like what is goes into this resume and how long it should be um mm-hmm. really and so yeah and that's why I was like maybe we should talk about this because I want to hear your thoughts well, it's such a good topic because I think it's so mysterious and I feel like I wasted many years of my life um, like trying to crack open this mysterious black box of what my resume should look like. And honestly, now I think I spent too much time worrying about that and like ultimately it it, it doesn't matter that much. But I, <clears throat> I mean, I do think like you might spend hours putting together a resume that somebody is going to look at for 10 seconds. And so mm-hmm. it probably does matter to make it, you know, easy to read and put the important stuff in a prominent place. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I think one of the most important things is just have somebody else look at it because mm-hmm. I know after I've been fiddling for a document with a document for hours, um, somebody else can look at it and be like, oh, why is this letter A, you know, two font sizes smaller? <laughs> like, I like, didn't even notice that. Um, oh, and all the margins are just like gone (laughs) right right (laughs) fit everything in there right or like a typo or yeah Mm -hmm. so but I do I do remember feeling so mystified about you know Mm -hmm. when a when an opportunity would ask for a writer's resume and I'm like okay well should I put on my experience of teaching theater to 10 year olds like at a summer camp you know that's 
adjacent to my playwriting work, but it's not actually writing, you know, or should I put Mm -hmm. on this poem I published, you know, in a lit journal, that's not playwriting, but it's writing. And so how do I weigh those two things, like teaching theater to kids or writing in a different genre? And I don't really have an answer. I mean, I honestly think it depends on the opportunity and it's just not cut and dried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think even the looking at the opportunities out there, they never really specify. They'll say CV resume. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, because <laughs> I just don't know who's going to look at it. They'll be like, oh, this person did that 20-page resume. Oh, and then like or, – or you just submit that one page like, oh, okay, um – is this all that they did? Ugh. <laughs> but honestly, I think so. I had the opportunity um, last fall to read applications for a residency mm-hmm. in Michigan, and I was evaluating a number of different artists and writers. And I mean, at least from my experience, it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter. Like, some people sent in really, really long CVs, and some people send in short resumes. And I was looking at that in the context of their writing sample and their artist statement. And I was never like judging somebody for like writing too long of a resume. I mean, I just, I just kind Mm -hmm. of am curious about like, what has this person done and um, where have they worked and, you know, what kind of background do they have? But it, you know, it provides Mm -hmm. background information, but it's, I think I spent so much time thinking, oh, somebody's going to judge me for, like, going on to the second page, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, like, somebody's yeah. going to judge me for um, including something from eight years ago. And, like, no uh, – well, I don't know. I'm, this is my own personal experience, but, like, it, it never crossed my mind to judge somebody for something like that. Well, you're just the nicest person <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really think when people are asking for a resume or CV, they just want to know what you've done and where you've been. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I think you probably don't have to overthink it. All right. Words by Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's just – first of all, to the basics. So what is the difference between a CV and a – a, re- a, re- a resume. Um, well, okay. So CV, which is short for curriculum vitae, which is Latin, um, is usually used in more of an academic context, right? And that's where you have mm-hmm. like a long, many, many pages of everything you've done and um, different headings might include like I don't know, publications and panels you've spoken on or um, projects you've worked on in addition to education and work Mm -hmm. experience. Um, And everybody has told me that CV, there's not like, I guess there's some basic rules about formatting, but every CV looks different and people put things in different orders and at least when you're applying to some artistic opportunity, you probably don't have to worry too much about um, formatting. Mm. Maybe in academia, it's a little more structured about, yeah. you know, you want to put publications okay, as one of the first things. But, yeah. 
So yeah. it's, it seems like it's safe to say when you're applying for a teaching opportunity, CV is probably yeah. good in that yeah. sense. I think so. Okay. All right. So, Sarah, um, so what's a mm-hmm. resume? <laughs> I mean, are, why are we doing this show? I'm trying to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. So a resume, <laughs> I mean, okay, a work resume, just applying for a job. You yeah. Put your experience, a related experience, maybe put your education, some skills. Um, on my one-page resume, I think I have um, – awards or recognition Mm, mm -hmm. i have um yeah you do oh stop it (laughs) and then i have um let's see uh some sort of select writing history maybe it's um uh it could be when i had a reading or maybe a a video i made or some sort of a production history something like that Mm -hmm. um that's a section of itself and then any like related i mean i added this here I don't know if it's relevant or not, but I just added like a work experience that's related to writing, anything mm. that has to do with writing or theater or So the what arts. did you include in that? Um, I think I – well, one going way back, um, oh, I like being a, a, a teaching artist or a playwriting instructor at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. that in there. Um, I added being a script reader for Sundance mm-hmm. and um, all the way to – my current job, which is, you know, I'm a writing program coordinator for an, an arts organization, um, a nonprofit. And I think it's, and I think yeah. it's important to include that for people who are just starting out, it is okay to include something in that section that is unpaid, right? Like you mm-hmm. can, I think so. Yeah, if you have related experience that was an internship, or even if you're just volunteering to read script mm-hmm. submissions for a mm-hmm. little theater, that yeah. is totally valuable experience. Um, yeah. I think in that same uh, category, I added just being a volunteer, doing um, being a director, dramaturg for a kids theater, like a kids mm, arts yeah. theater for that. And so, yeah, it's sort of, I think, whatever is not those other two categories of arts, um, the, the awards recognition and production history, it's like, well, maybe wonder, anything here that will fill it out a bit. <laughs> Yeah, related work, professional experience that's other than my own work. Um, yeah, so that's in there. And then I put my um, education, my undergrad and my graduate. And then what else? Oh, and then like I – this is like additional. Like because I have my background is comedy and like sketch comedy and improv. So I, all the places that I studied, yeah. those institutions, I added that in my like additional training. That's so valuable. So, like, when you did um, classes at uh, I.O. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it kind of – so, in a way, it almost looks like an actor's resume. You know how they have, like, oh, the role they were in or, like, the director mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, maybe, like, the production company or the theater company that they're part of? Like, I ha- it's, like, formatted in that way with the additional skills or additional – training so it's it's this weird hybrid i think mm-hmm. it's like looks like a actor's resume and a a regular resume but that makes sense to me because it's all feeding into your uh, the kind of writer you are i mean mm-hmm. like that training influences how you write plays yeah and in this one page of course if i get another opportunity or 
a new work related thing it's like i start that's where i'm like okay i guess i have to delete this mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it starts feeling more current and then i kind of start removing past work so how many different versions of your resume do you have for different oh, opportunities oh my gosh um i ha- definitely have a cv Mm-hmm. And then I have this resume, and then I have like bunch of in betweens. I don't even, I can't even. Me too. Yeah. I don't even know what they are, and and, and it's they're just like so many versions, so many variations. Um, I think one I have like a type of resume that's mm-hmm. more geared toward production history, kind of like oh, this was a reading workshop. All this like gives a little more detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, I. Yeah, I I think for now I'm like I think I'll just stick to my one page resume until someone asks for a CV. I don't know because I'm like I those all those resumes are just headache to me. Yeah, that was one thing I think it took me a while to learn is that you can have different ones tailored for different kinds of opportunities. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of cringe when I look at the kind of resume I was sending out like to teaching oh, artist gosh. jobs when I was 22 or whatever. <laughs> Because I'm like, nobody even oh, wanted to think like, about it. Not the right kind of resume to send to that yeah. job, you know. And and so I'm the same way. I have ones for you know teaching high school students, and I have ones one for like writing opportunities, and I have one for college teaching opportunities. I have one for um, I don't know, like mm-hmm. residency, writing residency, that kind of thing. So, um, and I'm always updating all of them. Um, so I usually have a year on there so I know mm-hmm. it's current. Yeah. Gosh, those early resumes, it's like how I cringe. It, they're basically all in Comic Sans fun. You know, they're just like... <laughs> you were sending a resume in Comic Sans? No, they're not, but that's like the equivalent. <laughs> you know, like that cringy level of like how yeah. I felt like, oh, I can't believe I submitted those. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Okay. But like, so honestly, I, uh-huh. I don't think anybody else is judging you as harshly as you're judging yourself now. Um, I really don't. And I also think for people who are young and just starting mm-hmm. out, just starting to apply for things, don't feel bad if you don't have a lot of opportunities. That's just where you are in your career, and so you don't need to like, you know, you don't need to feel bad or feel like you have to add stuff to fill it out. You know, you can just be honest about where you are. And if that means you have more education and classes on your resume than, like, experience, that's okay. Okay. But for that, <laughs> does, should it still be one page? At least one page? Like, because you don't want to, like, I don't know. Like, even, like, the look of the resume. So even, yeah, if you have limited experience or – um, I mean, I don't think it should like, be – so I was working with high school students a couple of years ago who were applying to um, basically like different opportunities for the summer and, you know, they're super young. So like all they have really to put on their resume is high schools and maybe awards they won or classes they've taken and like what their hobbies are, you know? And so those resumes were like three quarters of a page. Um and I think that's fine. And then for, you know, for college students, maybe think outside the box about, like, what else could go on that page. So, um, 
if you're part of any organizations or have any leadership roles or, um, you know, it's like summer programs or internships you've been involved in or work experience. Yeah, I would say try to get it to a page, but don't go over a page if you're, you know, like under 25. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Am I ageist? That kind of sounded ageist. I, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. No. Um, so I have a question here, or this is a question here. So how is the experience of reading a resume different from reading a bio? So I, like, if I am encountering a new writer, maybe I mm-hmm. am, you know, see their name somewhere, I'm interested in reading their play, I might go read their bio to learn about them, but I might actually just try to find a resume because I feel like that gives me a more organized, hmm. clearer picture of, like, who they are and where they've been, whereas a bio a lot of times I just get annoyed reading a bio. It feels like a long string of a bunch of titles. Um, yeah, listing. It's all listing. And it, yeah, and it's kind of hard for me to tell, um, you know, like where they are in their career or mm-hmm. who they might know in common with me. Whereas a CV or a resume just feels like it gives me a more holistic picture. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Well, like, I mean, do you yeah. ever read somebody's resume and it changes how you feel about, like, or how interested you are in them? Versus their bio. Or, like, okay, let's say you, like, um, see the name of a playwright. Let's mm-hmm. say you see a post on social media about, like, oh, this new playwright and their new play they're having a reading and you're like, oh, who's this person? And you go to their website and read their resume. Would that change? Would like, could that make you more or less interested in Hmm. their reading? I think it would make me more interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, will depending the, I don't know, maybe what they want me to know about them. You know, it's like, yeah, there's some standouts of like, oh, oh, wow, they, they, this person was a finalist for so many things in the last eight years. I don't know. Um, I'm so glad that you raised the idea of finalists because one question I always have for myself is, should I put under awards and recognition, should I put semi-finalist or yeah. like only finalist? I think I have I think I have added a fi- semi-finalist. I really go back and forth on this because somebody yeah. said to me that they thought putting semi-finalist just looks like sad (laughs) no I think on a resume makes sense yeah but then on a bio I don't know I kind of sometimes I go back and forth on that on the bio because your bio I feel like should really be like you're all because you because you only have certain word certain number of words yeah put into a bio you know and so like you want all the standouts and the the thing that makes you unique and everything like there Mm-hmm. In the bio, so finalist being is great. I, resume, I think it makes sense to put a semifinalist if it's more of like a compassing, like all the the work that you've done and um. Yeah, I think career. I agree. I, I think especially yeah. if like let's say I have nothing else for that year, 
mm-hmm. or nothing else for that play. Like if I have a bullet point under a play and it mm-hmm. was a semifinalist or something that can help me like fill in information. Mm. Um, That's okay. That's such a good point to bring up about gaps, <laughs> the time in your yeah. gap. Um, so do you look for areas like, okay, so obviously I didn't win anything for like five years, but then I did continue. Like I was making stuff. I was, you know, doing my own readings or being part of readings or part of organization, stuff like that in between Mm -hmm. those years. Um, Like, do you try to tell that story on your resume? I think I worry less about gaps than about having Mm -hmm. something recent. So like, mm. and this is going to be so hard because the year 2020, you know, was so hard, but like, let's say prior to 2020, like, let's say I was sending out my resume in 2018 and like, like, I don't remember if this is the case, or, but like under one heading, maybe the most recent thing was 2016. Mm. That That's where I would feel like I wanted to put something more recent. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't worry as much about gaps that are a few years ago. I don't know. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no. I mean, I think I, I mean, I don't know. Now that you bring that up, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I do try to tell a story of like, of, you know, my life in a way on the one page. It's sort of like, yeah, I've been trying to stay consistent regardless. Um. Because you feel like people are going to say, what were you doing during those two years where there's no yeah, production or reading or something? Yeah. <laughs> just go, I was thriving in bed. <laughs> just thriving. <laughs> working on myself. Working on myself. And what who you're meeting today is because of that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. You're hired. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So, what? How do you feel about putting photos on resumes? Oh, n- no, 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 no! I do. I will never do that. I mean, <laughs> go people who are like confident and they just love themselves. Like I don't go. You do you, but I will <laughs> never put my face on the resume. I don't Me know. Neither. Even even like work. Um, I see. I see resumes. I do. People do that. They put a little, little. Headshot in the corner, you know, of the resume. I'm like, mm, I, no thanks. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it's. I don't like it. I mean, but, but maybe we're gonna be like in the minority about this because maybe yeah. that's where things are headed. But I, yeah. I just feel like it's unnecessary and kind of annoying. Why don't they just? Like, go to our social then. <laughs> right. Like, anybody know. can find out what you look like. It's yeah, 2021. Anybody. If they really want to know, they can find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Do you put your website on your resume? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't do that. Mm. Maybe I should do that. I guess, obviously, it's different for actors. Now that I'm talking about photos, like, obviously, they actors, it's mm-hmm. kind of standard to include a headshot. But for anybody else, you don't need two people. <laughs> Okay, what what about like colors or special layout, co- different columns? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay, so 
Um, like I mentioned that my one page is very similar to what looks like an actor's resume where it's sort of mm-hmm. I kind of add the company name or the work, the um the producer, director, um, that was attached to it. Um, so there's that, but like the look, the design of a resume, I don't know. I just don't you think like it's just simple and clean? Yeah. This is probably the best way to go. Like, unless you're um, a designer, like a stage designer or something, like maybe you want to, you know, show your aesthetic mm, <laughs> in a way that yeah. reads through. But I don't know. Or your ability like- to use like mm-hmm. one of those design software programs, which I'm like, I don't even know enough to know what they're called. <laughs> like Photoshop? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Is that what I haven't yeah, one of them. Found from Photoshop? I don't know. I think there's different programs like Illustrator or something. Oh, yeah. Really See, clearly this is not my area of expertise. <laughs> but um, I think one thing I will say that it, I read this somewhere and I have held it close to my heart that I think is so valuable is that mm-hmm. white space makes you look confident. And crowding your resume with like a lot of words or your mm. CV makes you look, um, what's the opposite of like less confident, like insecure. So I think it is valuable to leave spaces between different sections, not feel like you have to go all the way from one margin to the other margin, crowding the page with lots and lots of text. Wow, interesting. I think, yeah, because I think leaving that white space gives the impression that, um, you know, you feel good about what you've done and confident in your abilities and skills and experience, and you don't need to, like, over-explain or, you know. (laughs) I feel like someone heard this, took that um, tip, and they're like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> just one thing on my resume. Look at all this. I'm so confident. I'm so confident. Well, as with everything, it's possible to go too far. But I would like to read that resume with one bullet point. I really would. Me. Just like bullet point me. <laughs> I'm amazing. What else I'm do amazing. you need to know? Um. <laughs> all right. So I feel like after our discussion, I kind of have – a pretty good idea of what a resume is. <laughs> Listeners, do you have a pretty clear idea? Um, let us know. Um, we'll link out a couple examples of resumes on our website uh, when we post this web episode. Um, if you have any thoughts, additional thoughts, or your two cents. Or you want to share your resume with us? share your resume? Yeah, I'm like, this is what I do. Look at this. I have add flowers on my resume. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to see those flowers then. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to glistens. Okay, you Um, go first. (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. I watched this amazing movie, hilarious comedy called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do like a middle-aged woman like from North Dakota accent. I don't know, but I'm trying. Um, but it's this really funny comedy uh, written by uh, Kristen Wiig and her writing partner, Annie uh, Momolo. Uh, they both did Bridesmaids. So this is their, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a comeback. I don't think it's a comeback. But it's just them working together again. And um, 
It's so funny. Right now, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like pretty expensive to rent. So like if you want to wait, I totally understand. <laughs> so wait. What, but what? How much is it? It was like $20 Whoa. to rent. It was basically a movie ticket, you know, like yeah. for two. So um, it just come out, I think, a few weeks ago. So it's really fairly new. Um, if you want to wait till it goes onto Netflix, totally do it. But highly recommend because it I it was really funny. The production design, so colorful. I was like, wow, so many colors in this movie. <laughs> for for a comedy, I just felt like they really like spent a lot of time in the production design. I just it just felt for a comedy. Is that unusual? Do people usually spend less money on comedies? I don't know about that. Maybe it's if it's action comedy, they'll spend more. I don't know. Maybe they do, but you might be terms, right. I mean, I just like I know a, nothing. Yeah, I just think for like aesthetically, for the aesthetic and putting some thought into that, the color and the costume, everything was just seemed more above average than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, cool. it was really fun. It was really funny. Um, yeah, that was that's my glisten. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, my lesson is um, I read this article that my sister sent me about this German tourist in 1977. His name was Erwin Kreutz. I don't know, speak German, but I think that's how you say it. And he, this was like the first vacation of his life, first international vacation he'd ever been on. And he wanted to go to San Francisco because he had seen it on the movies and was really interested in San Francisco and the plane stopped in Bangor to refuel and the flight attendant um she her shift was ending so she was like have fun in San Francisco and this guy who um regularly drank 17 beers a day thought that they had arrived in San Francisco so he got off the plane in Bangor Maine <laughs> and spent 3 days wandering around thinking he was in ever. California um, and there's just so many good parts of this story. Like he hailed a cab because <laughs> he thought he yeah. was in the suburbs. And so he like hailed a cab and he was like, can you take me to San Francisco? And the driver drove away thinking he was crazy. Um, and like the people of Maine adopted him and became very fond of him and like gave him a piece of property. Um, he did ultimately make it to San Francisco, I think, but... What was so funny about that article that you sent me was also this weird like custody battle, like San Francisco <laughs> yeah. wanted to owning and like come oh when you oh, okay, dude, you're in the wrong place. Come home, come home. And then the main's like, no, he's here. He's he's one of he's us. He's ours now. He's ours now. Like it's just 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 like German man with limited English. <laughs> right, because that was the thing. Around. He didn't have yeah, he didn't speak very much English and so he just like didn't know where he was for three days. Yeah. And it's kind of a great story that could never happen today. I mean, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really funny. That was a really funny article. Um, well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. You know <laughs> where to find listening. us and tell your friends. Um I feel like we should have a disclaimer. Like any advice we have given about resumes, we are not liable for whether you do or do not get an opportunity. Yeah, actually, that I'm so glad you point that up. Yeah, We're, this is just this is just like based on our experience. We didn't 
we're not all we're not all winners here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's on you. That's on you. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs>